What up, everybody? How are you? Hey, man, welcome to another segment of my Christian walk. I want to talk about heaven. I want to talk about hell. I want to talk about the myths that we're all given as non-believers about heaven and hell. First of all, welcome to my Christian walk. And, uh, you know, at some point, first of all, we don't know what heaven is. And we don't know what hell is. I, I think the reality of heaven and hell gets lost in the dramatization, melodramatic visions or understandings that people have. In other words, we kind of water it down. We kind of think it's silly. Let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you think. I've got to bet when we breathe our last breath, we're going to be scared, y'all. Even as believers, we're going to be scared. We might have a degree of optimism and confidence and hope. Maybe hope is the right word that because we believe in Jesus Christ, we will be forgiven because that's the essence of the gospel. But the gospel is very clear about heaven and hell. And nowhere does the gospel say you can do whatever you want, believe whatever you want, and you'll go to heaven. Never, never, ever says that in the gospel. So what does that mean? Well, it's a bit convoluted, this whole notion of heaven and hell, because when you look at Jesus, nobody who is a... People that are not believers have no clue about what Christ did on the cross and how that sacrifice atones for our sins. It's lost if you don't know the word of God. If you don't know the gospel, your understanding of what earns you to heaven and what earns you to hell, that simple reality is lost. So let me tell you, as a person who believes in salvation through faith, It's very easy, I think, aside from those people who don't really care or say they don't care and don't think about heaven and hell, the other bracket of people are those that think entirely too much about their undeservingness of going to hell. In other words, people, if you're really honest about yourselves and you know what the Bible calls for, which is impossible, by the way, on our own merit. We cannot be ever good enough to go to heaven. We can't. There's no way. So the whole kind of elementary understanding of heaven as being a place for good people and hell as being a place for bad people is completely off the mark. It's not accurate. It's not biblical. And therefore, we have to abandon that. It's a very pedestrian way to look at our eternal place. We have to look at it because if we look at it, I should say, from the gospel's perspective, the message of the gospel, the gospel message is that none of us are good enough to go to heaven. Again, we cannot earn it based on our merit. So any understanding or explanation that 
if you just try to be a good person, then God will let you have admission to heaven. Is not biblical. And it and frankly doesn't even sound logical, does it? Now here's something that is sensible and logical. If we're created beings, then God has placed a level of accountability on us as his creations. Now, factored into that accountability is our understanding of the gospel, is our understanding of God. That is completely fair of God to be the grand judge who will determine what we've done with this gift of life. And it is a gift. What have we done with ourselves? What have we not done with ourselves? I can tell you it's sobering to me to think of all the crap that I've done that I'm not proud of, that I regret. And if anything, my problem as a believer is I just have a hard time letting that go. The guilt, the regret, the remorse for things I've done that have hurt people, people I've loved, things I've done that, that have hurt God and have hurt myself. So heaven and hell. I guess if I had one simple tip for anybody on how to aim for heaven, it would be to aim for Jesus and be humble enough to admit that you are a sinner born with a sinful nature and that innately you know when you've done wrong the problem is that if we're not living according to the gospel if we're not recognizing ourselves as sinners if we don't even recognize sin that continual practice of just living for ourselves and doing whatever we want and disregarding God taking him out of the equation entirely is what hardens our hearts. And God will not force us to seek him. He's there, everybody. The Bible says the invisible qualities of God are prevalent everywhere. There is no excuse. There is no excuse. Personally, I think hell is for people who live life completely for themselves who willfully hurt people and never come to a recognition of their wrongdoing, who never seek to repent. That's why Satanists and people that are just glorified want to be Satanists who completely reject God and live for pleasure and personal pleasures and comforts at the expense of others. To me, are, are people that epitomize the prototype that will end up in hell. And I was kind of, to a lesser degree, I think, that kind of a person that just lived for myself. And it's a common thing preached in this, in this world of ours, everybody. It's a common message. You know, the Bible says Satan is the ruler of the air. When Satan tempted Christ in the desert, he said, all of this I will give to you if you'll just worship me. And immediately he showed Christ the world and Christ 
after fasting 40 days in the desert, did not succumb to that. We do not live by bread alone, but by the very word of God, y'all. It's never too late. That's the thing about God. He loves us. He loves us. And it's something that's hard for me to say because I don't tend to gravitate toward that part of God. I gravitate toward the judge. I I gravitate toward the righteousness of God. But then I'll have fleeting moments, y'all, where I feel like, you know, if he knows me so well, he knows that I struggle with certain things. And he knows that I don't want to succumb to certain things and that I want to change. That I believe I'm a sinner of great potential to do to do wrong. But I come to Christ and I come to the cross and I say, you know, whatever I need to say to get to the heart of my depravity and give it to Christ, give it to the cross. So if you want to avoid hell, everybody, if you don't know the Lord, if you don't know Jesus, and you don't feel happy and content in your life, and you feel there's got to be something more than this world of ours, then I I invite you to crack open the New Testament. Start with the Gospels. Go to the Gospels. And just know that if you pray for faith, it will come to you. The Bible says that the Gospel message is foolishness to those who don't believe. Don't try to intellectualize it. Don't try to go in the future with what is going to happen to you and how it may change you. Just go with the simple, simple prayer that you don't know, but you want to know Jesus. You don't know the gospel message, but you want to know the gospel message. Go at it from that angle, and I think your whole life will be changed. And heaven and hell will take on a different priority of focus for you. You'll you'll look at it as a deterrent in some ways, and you'll look at it as a reward. All right, everybody. Peace.